So I am super, super, super duper excited. Did I say that enough time? Super excited. Well, I think I said it enough time. I have with me Kelsey Johnson. She's from Aweber. And if you haven't heard of Aweber, you're going to get a mouthful of information. Aweber is a email marketing service, but it does much more. It helps you connect the people that you want to enter into your world and convert into sales fast. And I am a big believer of email marketing on so many levels. And we have been told so much we should do social media alone. But if we don't have a way to access them, then we can't grow as businesses. So I'm so grateful that Kelsey has agreed to join me. And we're just going to be creating a really simple plan for getting and keeping and nurturing people that come into our world. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me on, Denise. I'm really, really excited to be here. I have worked with small business owners for almost a decade now, and I am excited to talk about some real things that we can do that make an effect, but don't take all our time. You know, one of the things that I hear so much, Kelsey, is like, I don't want to build a list because I don't know where to start. And I think that overwhelm just stops us from doing things that are really simple and easy. And I know that Aweber has some solutions, but let's think about why in the world do we need emails from not just obviously to sell our stuff, but why is it so important that we think about creating a structure that can grow over time? Well, there are a couple of really important reasons that we do need to grow our list and be sending out emails. And I don't want to pass over. It's because we're going to make sales. Email is a far more effective on a one-to-one -one basis system for making sales than social media. It just is the people who are on your list. They're more engaged with your business and people are more used to buying via email. Now, not to say that you should just shoot out a bunch of sales emails to all of the people that you collect or anything like that. But I want people to remember when they're thinking about starting email, it is a good way to make sales. And so keep that in the back of your mind. It's always a little bit of our motivation, right? Um, but one of the other main reasons is when we think about social media, we think about growing a list or um, our audience, our followers, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or whatever, we do not own that audience. So think about maybe last year when Facebook and Instagram went down, right? There was nothing that you could do about it. It's not your audience. It's not your list of people. You don't have it in a spreadsheet anywhere. It is not your property to own, you know, those followers to even know who they are unless you copy and paste them out. And so email isn't like that. You can use a platform like Aweber to send emails out to people, but that list of people who have opted in to receive emails from you, that belongs to you. You can download it into a spreadsheet. You can take it with you wherever you want to go. You can use different email providers. You can search within it. Um, and so that's really like taking ownership out of this following that you've built. And uh, one of the other things that's a struggle with social media, and I'm not knocking social media, it's very, very important. It's such a great generation tool for these leads. Uh, but the social media algorithms aren't incentivized to share all of your messages with everybody. Think about it. Like Instagram charges you for ads. 
why would they show all of the people that are following you all of your posts every single time you wouldn't have to buy the ads at that point right and so if you think about it from that perspective that the social media platforms they don't necessarily want to show all of your content to all of your people. So if you had a, a new product, you have an announcement, not everybody's going to necessarily get that, but they will with email. When you send emails, everybody gets the emails. It goes into everybody's account every single time. And most people have email. You know, Most people have an email address. I'm hard pressed to find anybody that doesn't. And most people check it almost every single day too. So if you can do it right, which is, I think, the hang up a lot of times with business owners, but if you can really do it right, don't overdo it, don't underdo it, don't spend all of your time on it. Um, it can be such an effective tool for your business. You know, as you talk to me about that, social media is not incentivized to have you in touch with your people. I think even about people say, well, I have my Facebook group. Well, what if Facebook goes down, like you said? I'll never forget last year when LinkedIn went down for a couple hours and you would have think that hell was about to take over at that point. And no one really knew what to do or how to communicate because everything was locked within that platform. And that's really robbing you of income when you think about it. Robbing Absolutely. you of, of informing the, your people about an upcoming event or time-sensitive information. Yeah, absolutely. And even in a Facebook group, it has an algorithm. You might post something and if something else that gets posted gets a little bit more attention, you'll notice that post just goes straight down. And so not everybody's seeing it. It doesn't necessarily sit at the top. You know, you can pin things and stuff like that in your group itself. But it's this is a really good tool to really, it's almost like an insurance policy for your social media, right? And I also love the fact that with email, I can send more personalized messages. I love the fact with an email, I'm not as afraid of what can and can I publish. Now, obviously, there's regulations about we're not over spamming people. Obviously, we're not sending six emails six times a day or we're not stealing lists or not getting permission. Like, obviously, there's rules <laughs> with an email. But with, when I send a message, I know I'm connecting in a way that I couldn't via social media. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you can do all kinds of things like add somebody's first name in, but you can do it in bulk. So you don't have to send 150, 500, 1,000 individual emails and copy and paste the first names in. You can use tools like Aweber, you know, email service providers, and pull in, you know, we call it dynamically, but basically put in a tiny little piece of easy code and it always brings the first name in. And we know this is happening, right? Everybody's got these emails in our own inboxes that say, hey, Kelsey, uh, check out our new features. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know? And we, can, and we can have the freedom as to what types of stuff that we want our list to receive. Let's say we are a boutique clothing store, right? And let's say we know that our list is interested in only summer tops. Or perhaps they are only interested on sales, or perhaps they only want to know stuff that are new arrivals. So we have so much more freedom in how we communicate to our people 
through email that you can't have anywhere else. It's pretty totally. amazing to think about it. Yeah, you can send out specific emails to VIPs, even to people who open more of your emails than other ones. You know, those are people who are more likely to buy from you. You can tell them about the newest things. You can give them separate special incentives. You know, here's a 15% off coupon that you maybe don't want to give to everybody, but you know those people are worth it because they're going to be repeat coming back to your business over and over. And like, there's, there's just so much cool power there in the way that you send to separate groups. And one of the coolest things I found, especially in the last, you know, five to 10 years is that the technology, this technology has existed for a while now. First, obviously tech email has existed, you know, since the nineties or even eighties. Um, but this sort of, you know, what we're talking about, which is what we call segmentation, but it's basically just sending different emails to the right people at the right time. That's technology that's been available at the enterprise level to these big dominoes, businesses, uh, Macy's, like these big, big companies have had this technology. And it's now not only available to smaller businesses, but easier and easier to use without, you don't have to learn to code. You don't, you know, and all of us are getting a little bit more comfortable with using technology anyway. And so those things are kind of coming together in this really beautiful place where you can just sort of hop in and do the stuff yourself without having to spend a lot of money, you know, without having to hire a tech person to set it up for you. And so that's what I'm really excited about. And I'm really excited that we're talking about it because I think for a lot of this, we think if I, if it feels overwhelming, I don't want to do it. And then we're missing out on these opportunities. And, you know, as Kelsey, you're explaining, hey, whoever's got your back covered in terms of you don't have to be a programmer, you don't have to be a super nerd and learn HTML and JavaScript or whatever, you know, we've got your back. We, you've got plug and play tools. I know we'll talk a little bit more about how that works, but I just want to assure you guys who are listening and thinking to yourself, oh my goodness, I can't do this. Yes, you can. It's much more simpler than you think. And let's get started. And talking about the idea of let's get started, let's get started. How do we start bringing people into our world? Obviously, we show up on social media, right? And we say, hey, learn more about me. And then the form, but then what, what should we do next? What should well, actually- we include? Go ahead. I actually want to start at the form because what I think a lot of people struggle with is, oh yeah, grow my list. Okay. What do I do first? All right. Well, you know, I need to sign up for an email service provider and then what, like design a form or do I need to go onto my WordPress or Wix website? Do I need to embed it? What does that mean? Is there all this technical stuff in the back end? And uh, so I've got like kind of a simple solution that actually works really well because you can customize it to the, these different places where you collect email addresses, um, but you can use a landing page. Now landing pages are, it's like this sort of term that you know we've used in marketing for years. Uh, and again, those bigger companies will create landing pages for different purposes. But for the purpose of a small business, a landing page is basically a standalone web page where the point of it is basically one action. 
So AWeber has an unbelievable landing page builder. And when I say unbelievable, I mean over a hundred templates and really, really easy to use. <laughs> like you can just go in there, start dragging and dropping stuff, pull in images. It integrates with Canva. If anyone's using Canva and you already have some cool graphics in there, you can just connect those accounts, pull that stuff in. And then you literally, you just look at it, you review everything and you click publish and you have a link. And that link already includes your signup form for your email, right? You've got your, this is a, in essence an email platform, but this landing page will just automatically have an email signup form on it. Name, email address, you can add other fields if you want, but you literally have this page in, you know, however long it takes you to sort of drag and drop and move things around and write what you want, but it doesn't have, you don't have to figure out how to embed things in the side of your blog. Or, you know, if you wrote your website, you know, a year or two ago, which I am not blaming you, that's exactly what I, I would be like as a small business owner, because you're running your business, right? You put it together, you spend all that time, it's beautiful. Don't worry about your website. You've got this separate sign up landing page that you can start using. If you're starting to grow your list now, you can just start using that straight away and you don't have to worry about doing everything perfectly. I always encourage, especially in, for introverts and for business owners who are so busy, don't get caught up on doing this the perfect way. You will read a million blogs that are like, you got to make sure that this, no, no, no. Just create a page so you can start collecting email addresses and, and get going. So, right, so you've got this link to this, um, this page. It says maybe like, Kelsey's Boutique. And then it says, um, maybe I have a, a lead magnet is what we call it. But what it really is, is a freebie, right? It's something small that you can give away in exchange for someone's email address. And that is really the best way to collect email addresses. You can ask, but people are, are used to giving their email address in exchange for a small freebie. So like if I had a boutique, maybe I do like a um, a, a postcard, um, or a small discount. You could just do like a super small discount, like five or 10% off. Um, you could do like a tiny little sample size of something, whatever it is that works with your business, find that thing that you're not going to, it's not going to pain you too much to give away for free in exchange for that email address. So make sure you include that on your, um, on your page, you know, get that, give us your email and then you get this. And then you take that link and put it in all of these other places that you're already doing marketing. Put it on your Instagram link list if you have one or just use it as your Insta Instagram link or same thing, TikTok link list. Make sure you get it in that Facebook group. If you have a Facebook page, you know, make sure it's the sign up for our lead magnet, you know, sign up there. Um, you can do it in tons of different places. If you have YouTube, you can put it in your signature on your personal emails. So if you're sending personal emails, put a little thing at the bottom of your signature that says, we've got this freebie sample size, sign up for our list. You know, basically anywhere that you communicate with anybody ever, you can just start putting this, um, this web page, right? This landing page. And that way people can start signing up for your list and you can start converting those, you know, followers, that audience that you already have captive in one place into your 
email to. Um, and, and then one last point there is just, I run into so many people who are like, they feel like they're trying to pressure their followers or they feel like, you know, they don't want to be rude or pushy or annoying, or they're, they're already asking you to like, you know, check out this new thing. And this is what we're doing. And, you know, buy from my store or do all of this stuff. And I completely understand that. But if you really have followers who are engaged and you really um, already have this audience, wherever they may be, explain to them what I just explained to you. Like, hey, I want you, if I have a new sale, I want you to make sure that you see it. I don't want you to miss it because you didn't log into Facebook. And if I have something new coming out, I want you to see it. And, and if you don't want to, just let me know and I won't send you those emails. But it's important to me to be able to communicate with you when there are important things going on and you get this freebie in exchange. And you know your audience will understand that. They're seeing this from everybody else anyway. And you just need to make sure that you don't get left behind just because you're scared to ask people. And you know what? If they don't want to sign up, they just won't. They're not going to be mad at you for asking. They just won't sign up. <laughs> you know, there's a couple of things that I was thinking about in regards to the form and the landing page. With the form, I wish someone told me this. It was that only ask for the information that you need. Like, let's go back to the boutique example. And it's saying for a 10% off your first order or whatever. And you say, give me your name, your phone number, your date of birth, your rental history, your address. <laughs> like, and, and as business owners, I understand the desire to collect as much demographic information as you possibly can. But yeah. this person doesn't know you from Adam. Let's reduce as much friction from the process as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I recommend just name and email. Um, first of all, there's a lot of information you can get about a person just from their name and email and that a platform like AWeber will just give you. So you can find their location. Um, you can find out several other stats. I'm not exactly sure what's available, but there's a lot of stuff that you can gather that doesn't, you don't necessarily have to ask. Um, but the other thing you can do is you can ask later or you can use, you know, you can use either quizzes or even just ask questions. And we're not gonna dive too much into the technical side of that, but you can, you can gather information about somebody over time instead of, you know, necessarily on the signup form. Yeah, because that, because people are like, oh my goodness, they wanna know my date of birth and my dress size and my all this stuff. I don't want to do this. I don't even know you. I don't trust you. And yeah. part of building trust is when I'm thinking about the landing page is make sure you say you are free to unsubscribe at any time. Absolutely. You're free to unsubscribe. And, you know, we even recommend doing what we call a double opt-in where you send them an email and you say, hey, we just want to make sure that you, you know, you really wanted this and maybe write something that's a little bit friendlier than that. But like, thank you so much for signing up. Uh, click here to get your freebie. 
And then you absolutely know it wasn't somebody else that plugged that person's email address in there. You know, this is somebody who has a real email address that they actually check and they actually want to get your emails. And it might seem annoying because you're like, well, then I have fewer emails in my email list. But don't forget, the main point isn't getting emails. The main point is getting sales. And somebody who doesn't have a real email address or doesn't actually want to receive emails from you or plugged in somebody else's email, that person's not going to buy from you. They just, that's not the way the email works. And so you, you can set up that sort of double opt-in to make sure you're getting people that you actually want there. And I, I do want to talk about one other really important way to grow your email list and probably the best way to grow your email list. And again, I don't want to get too much into technical stuff, but if you do have a boutique and you're using Shopify or you have Etsy or you're, you know, you're probably using one of these other platforms to make these sales. You can actually integrate that. You can connect that to a Weber. And when somebody makes a sale, even PayPal and Stripe, when somebody makes the sale with this integration, their email address will automatically go into your account. So you're like gathering that because you have to ask for their email address for the sale anyway. And then you send out that double opt-in and you say, thanks for making the sale. Here's the types of emails that we send out. You know, we do like, I only send out sales, new products and, you know, information emails uh, like click here to subscribe. And that's actually one of the best ways to bring people in. It, it, and I would say it's even better than social media ask is to take the people who have already purchased from you. So these are current customers. These are people who already want something that you sell and, you know, opt them into your email list as well. So for those of you who are listening, you were like, yeah, 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 Kelsey, that sounds all well and good. But I collect the email, I got the emails, then, and I give them the freebie. What happens next? Then you spend three hours writing an email every single week for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, obviously. Um, so one of the most important things that, you know, you, you and I were talking about a little bit before and that I really want to impress upon people, especially, you know, small business owners or even if, you know, just creators, like this is my side gig. I'm just kind of trying to make this happen or I'm just getting started. Um, you, I understand that you are so busy. And so there is like a cool way to get this set up without having that burden of, having to write the email every single month or every single week or every single whatever for the rest of your life. And that's with um, a nurture, you know, a automated campaign is what we call it, but it's basically a series of emails that go out over time um, that are sent to people when they first subscribe to your list. And setting up this automated system, first of all, you do have to put time in to set it up but then it just works. And the most, like the, the most opened email that you'll ever have is that first email that you send out, right? That first one that you send immediately when they sign up for your list, that, those get like 70% uh, on average open rate. And for reference, about 
30 to 40% is like a really good open rate and 20% is healthy. So 70% is huge for this open rate in terms of, you know, people getting this email. Um, but you only set it up once and then it just works. It works next month and it works in three years if you want it to. I always recommend that people go back and check to make sure it still is accurate, but it's like, it's a way that you can make this happen and a way that you can get started today without having to think about adding another thing to your list every month, you know, when you're, when you already have so much going on. Um, and the death, you know, the death on time of the small business owner is those small tasks. It's the 15 minuteers, it's the 20 minuteers, it's the hour long. Oh, but just once a month for an hour. No, those things add up. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Time is definitely money. And one of the things that I think is so wasted is not taking the time to prepare the intention behind the email. And everyone says, I'm, I'm sending this email just to get the sale. I'm like, it's more than just the sale. It's getting them from stranger to super fan. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the first place that I always think about when, you know, doing that transition from stranger or from new customer or newly aware to you to super fan, um, what do you like to see? Look at your own inbox. What bugged you? Or what did you really like? Did you sign up for an email that you open all the time and you get kind of get excited about? Just take a look at what they did. You don't have to reinvent, reinvent the wheel here. And chances are, as a small business owner, you, you, the people who are a part of your fan club, your community, are like you probably, at least to a certain degree. And so they probably like similar things that you would like. So start start there and just looking at your own inbox, what, what you like to see. Um, but we can talk more about like some really specific emails that we can, you know, that you can start putting together to sort of do that nurturing, to turn those, uh, those people into super fans, into your, the types of people, when you say that super fans, the types of people who are going to be telling other people about you, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I hate the idea, and I've had clients tell me this, and you probably heard this, Kelsey, too. I don't want to bombard my list. They're getting 5,000 emails from Nordstrom's and Macy's and all these things. I don't want to be a bother to them. And first of all, that's a limited mindset issue, which we can talk about privately. But the point I'm trying to make, <laughs> that's a different issue altogether. But the, this whole idea of I don't want to be a, a bother, well, they opted in for a reason, hopefully a good reason. Yeah, absolutely. And I completely understand that. I totally understand that. As somebody who works for an email company, anytime I tell you know my family, they're like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I work for a company that sends emails. And they're like, I get so many emails. <laughs> <You know? laughs> my dad's like, that's what you do. <laughs> and I'm like, so I understand. And I, for me, I love small businesses. And so I want you to be competing with Macy's and competing with all of those other places that send a lot of emails. And on a high level, the most important thing to not 
bother your uh, list, not bother the people that you're sending emails to, is to send them real stuff and not the same thing every time. You know, you create new content. If you just posted the same picture on your Instagram every single time, nobody would follow you or engage with you or, you know, be a part of your community. If you had the exact same post in your Facebook group or on your TikTok, you wouldn't get any attention there. It's about creating new value every single time, but it doesn't have to be like crazy amounts of value. It can just be, um, here's a behind the scenes or here's a new product that we're offering, or I have a question for you. You know, can you, like, I have a really specific question. What would you like me to make next? Or what would you like me to sell next? Or what do you like about me? You can send out that as an email and that's something that's engaging and valuable. You could send out, you know, and, and these are things that are more like newsletter if you're sending them out regularly. And we can talk more about, you know, the actual, the, a good strategy for that automated welcome campaign. But um, new products, you know, what, what's happening. Uh, you can send out motivational quotes, right? Is your business kind of surrounding something that's motivational or is your personal brand? I'm really trying to help you out. Well, then something that's just like a, you got it this week could be, especially, I, I like to think of this in terms of like people who offer fitness or nutrition or anything surrounding that anything motivational, it doesn't necessarily have to be re reinventing the wheel. And you can even just pull, pull the, pull that picture from your Instagram and send it in the email, pull that, you know, thing that you were thinking about and that you mentioned in your Facebook group and send that out in the email too. And remember, we're getting to every single person this time instead of just the people who happen to log in that day and just the people who happen to see the things at the top of the algorithm. And it can be a really good way to just not feel so like you have to have this be a whole new super special. It looks amazing. You know, it looks like the Macy's and there's, there's moving pictures and this thing popped out at me and all the colors are, don't worry about that. <laughs> you know, just be, be the community builder. I love this idea of you don't have to reinvent the wheel. I mean, obviously, a Weber has templates and stuff they uh, had, they can access at their disposal. But this whole idea of how can I make things simpler? One of the things I jumped in my mind, uh, Kelsey, as we've been talking, is repurposing content. And it doesn't have to, be, like you mentioned, an uh, Instagram post that got lots of likes. Well, let's transform this into an email message. Or perhaps you sent an email a while back that had like a 50% open rate. Well, let's tweak a little couple of things that work and resend that bad boy. As business owners, we make things complicated <laughs> unnecessarily, but you literally have the resources in front of your disposal. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, as somebody that sends, a lot of our emails internally, I send emails that people don't seem to like very much. But you know what? The next time I send an email, I'm thinking in my head, all right, I shouldn't talk about that. The people who get my emails don't care about that. And so you learn as you send these things out over time, 
and it's okay for them to not be perfect. And, you know, we, we talk about an audience and a community and a list, but they're really people that you're emailing. And so if you send out an email with a mistake, and then the second email you send out is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. Let me tell you what email will get opened. Is that, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that email. Cause everybody likes to see, you know, oh gosh, thank goodness it's not just me that's not perfect all the time. You know, one of my favorite subject lines is, oops, I made this mistake. <laughs> Cause everyone's, everyone's so curious to know, well, what mistake did you make to these? <laughs> then they're going back to that other email and <laughs> I mean it's oh. not a strategy but I'm just saying <laughs> do you remember it was a couple of uh I think it was last year sometime but the uh an intern sent an email to like millions of HBO subscribers that was just blank and it went viral and on Twitter, there were all these people saying, dear intern, here's the mistake that I made earlier on in my career. And it was just, you know, it's not a strategy, but it's it, like, there's a point to take away from that, that all, everybody, you can categorize people, you can send things to certain people who are more engaged, but they're still people. And so they understand that not everything's gonna be perfect all of the time. And so give yourself a break and just send it, take a breath, write what you care about, write what you, write what you want to talk about, and then just send it. And then the next time you can take from that email that worked, what worked, what didn't work and, uh, and then try again. You, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking you should send stuff that's related to your brand, right? That has value, that has a purpose. And I think for a lot of us, we think, well, let's just make the most clickbaity thing and hope for those clicks, right? And for me, I'm more than just a business owner. I'm a personal brand, you know, and I know that those of you guys who are listening also are personal brands. Most of you are personal brands. And this whole idea is I need to compete in the same space with other people. Yes, but you have to stay true to yourself. Always, always. So even if you were giving swipe files or these, when I say swipe files, examples from other uh, emails and, and it's had really great performance across the board, but it's not connected to you or your personality, your values, you shouldn't use it, period. Yeah, and I have a couple of really good examples for that since we're, you know, we're talking kind of in vague terms, like just talk like your personal brand. Um, We've got a customer at a Weber who I actually just did a case study on, um, who she, her business is doing um, personalized um, astrological readings, right? Star sign readings. And her emails are talking about Mercury being in retrograde or what Virgos or Sagittarius's should do this month. Now that's not like, what we necessarily think of as like informational. It's not clickbaity. It's not, here's a checklist. It's not, you know, these are all the things you could do for blah, 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 blah. And her emails are so successful because people really, her, the people on her list really engage with that and really like that. And she's found that niche. Um, I have another example that I actually heard from one of our customers told me about her favorite emails 
is um, somebody who sends out emails that just sort of tell peaceful stories or have peaceful thoughts. And she said in her inbox that's full of all these Macy's and Domino's, you know, pitch emails, the ones that she wants to open are the ones that are just going to sort of calm her and give her peace. And they're written in plain text. And now I'm not saying that's what your personal brand is, but I'm sure this person who sends all those emails has something that they sell. You just don't send that many emails to bulk group if you don't. But if you are the type of person who gets really inspired or thinks a lot about, um, you know, maybe like the way to dress your bot body types or, you know, certain colors that you really like. Like, I really like these colors, not necessarily for clothing, not necessarily for paint, but I'm just really vibing with these colors. And then you give people your colors, you know, whatever it is that you're actually thinking and feeling, chances are your audience wants to hear that. But if they don't, they're probably gonna just like hearing something kind of different anyway, because that's, that's, in essence, what we really like about buying from and engaging with small businesses is it's a person. It's a, you are like this really wonderful, offering this really wonderful niche thing to people who really need that in a way that these huge corporations just can't do. And uh, as you were talking about these case studies, I was thinking about this particular email that I get from someone and he's very wacky you know these, these bizarre topics like what does milky mickey mouse and milkshakes have in common and literally just but it's just personality <laughs> you know and at the end it's always a value some good story and he said stuff I want to sell you and he's very consistent every email he has literally full text stuff I want to send you and then there's an <laughs> offer I don't like but that works for him. Totally, totally. And that's a perfect example of combining the regular value, the value that gets people opening your emails every single time with the sale that in the long run you really need to make to make it worth it to send out this email, to make your time, which is money, worth it. Yeah. And don't expect instant results. I think that's one other thing that people need to understand. Marketing, email marketing, it's a science and you'll change. Your list will change because they're people. Your, what your offerings may change. How you want to communicate will adjust. And I just think that for a lot of us, we just need to give ourselves that grace to allow things to evolve over time. Yeah. As, a, as with anything else, you know, uh, I just say, don't take it that much more seriously than anything else, you know, especially in marketing. Um, it's marketing can seem intimidating. And I think a lot of that is the fault of the way that, you know, marketing blog posts and marketing advice is given. Um, and that's because there is a perfect way to do it if you, you know, if you get really good at it. But let me tell you, I've been doing this for 10 years. I don't think that I'm really good at it. <laughs> I still mistake. I'm still iterating. And I, I do this for a living. And so, yeah, give yourself some grace. And uh, But as soon as you do that, then you can start just doing it. 
as soon as you don't get caught up in this has to be done perfectly, this has to be done the right way. Oh my gosh, I didn't send an email this month. Oh my gosh, you know, I didn't make a sale yet. That's okay. Just, just keep at it, keep sort of pushing at it and it'll grow exponentially when it does. And unfortunately, it's like um, search optimization, you know, right? Like search engines, like ranking in Google. That is so hard and it can take so long. And then when it happens, it's like, yes, this worked. <laughs> you know, one of the things that has helped me, Kelsey, and I, I definitely know who, for those of you guys who are listening will benefit uh, as well with this whole idea is let's make it bite-sized. Like for example, all I wanna do is focus on improving my open rate. All I wanna focus on is perhaps to structure my email. All I wanna focus on is improving my click-through rate. You know, and just only zooming in to that one particular goal. Yeah, or I would even say, all I want to do is send my first email. And you know, when's the best time to send your first email, especially if you don't have a list yet, before you have the list. Because then you just, <laughs> you know how there's that, that friction before you do something where you're like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I don't know if I quite want to do that yet. Well, you're not as scared when you're the only person on your list. You just send it. And then if, if there's three people, if you get your mom signed up, you know, you hey, send the next zero. one and it gets a little bit easier every single time before you've built, you know, before you've built it up into this big, scary monster. You know what? I love how you say that. I mean, I remember in the beginning, it was me and my husband and I would send all these text test messages to my husband and I would ask them, did you open that? Nah, I like the subject line. You've got to find that combination on uh, somebody who's going to give you critical feedback, but not too much. <laughs> somebody you can take, somebody you can take the actual critical feedback from, you know, I feel yeah. like if I send an email to my mom, she'd say, it's great. I love it. Everything about it is perfect. And that wouldn't be true. So. <laughs> so those of you guys are listening, you're like, okay, it's not hard. I can do this. I'm interested in Aweber. What should I do? Kelsey, you got, you got the floor. What should people do now? Well, right now you should sign up. It's completely free. Um, there is a paid plan. Uh, with a Weber that offers more features and, but not that many more. Our, our free plan is very, very powerful and you can use all the stuff that we've talked about today uh, with the free plan. Um, and then once you get to 500 subscribers, then you um, have to upgrade. So if you're below that, don't even think about having to pay for this. Just sign up today, you'll get your account and go in there. And first of all, find the landing pages like we talked about peek through some of those templates and see, you know, what can I set up? It's really simple. I can put it on my social media. They're all mobile friendly and everything. Um, and then start playing around with sending that first message to yourself. Uh, but one of the greatest things about a Weber is we have in-house support. It's 24 seven, um, 24 seven via chat and email. And then I think eight to eight Eastern time via phone. So if you get caught up, which lots of people do, you know, we could write all the manuals and all of that stuff, but you'll still be like, I can't just figure out this one thing for some reason, just reach out to our support. And they're very, very awesome. And they'll help you with that. And that's, I think 
really where people should start. If you're a little bit more technical and you already have an email list and you want to migrate it over, that's completely free too. We'll migrate that for you. And if you do, this is again, a little technical, so I don't want to intimidate anybody, but it's very easy to do. If you do have a platform like PayPal, like Etsy, like Shopify, I would integrate that you know, straight away. Um, our support team can help you make sure that you're doing it in the right way. But that's really, you'll, you'll see results faster if you get that connection set up and you get those emails start pouring into your account faster. You know, I definitely missed out on a lot of stuff in the beginning because I didn't understand the power of integrations. I mean, yeah, integrating with your Zoom, integrating, integrating with your calendar, integrating with what your Shopify or whatever you're doing, you know, that those they can speak to each other and you get more information and centralized into one hub that you can use for future marketing purposes. Absolutely. And the people who have already bought from you or who have already engaged with you, they don't want to give you their email again. They're like, what? Well, you, you already have it. I just gave it to you. Why are you asking for my email again? So if you get those systems integrated, you only have to ask for it once mm -hmm. and then you have it forever. They're happier that, you know, streamlines the process, shoots them forward towards becoming a super fan of yours. Um, and my favorite thing about integrations, especially for smaller business owners, you just said it, it's, you set it and then it just works. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to fix it. You don't have to you know, it's just, it just happens in the background all the time. And it's so much better than copying and pasting or doing any of that other stuff. Is there any like big idea or just great takeaway that you want those of the, those who are listening to know before we wrap things up? Yes, I, I just want I think that the biggest thing that I want people to know is that it's okay to send that first email. Just send it, write what you love, don't obsess and just go ahead and send it. And you'll, you'll feel so much better on the other side and then you can get going on this, this whole strategy. Kelsey, thank you so much for your time and your expertise and obviously sharing what AWeber can do. And I'm just looking forward to hearing you guys let me know what you want to hear more of. You want to hear Kelsey again? I know, I do. Uh, write to me at podcast.denisehealy.com. Love to hear your thoughts. And obviously, get in touch with Kelsey if you need to. We're going to drop the link in the show notes below if you want to continue the conversation. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you about your email strategy as well. It's not enough for you just to listen to the conversation and nod your head and go, yeah, I like it. Action is needed because business owners who decide to make changes, make a plan and they make it work. Kelsey, thank you again for your time. And I'm looking forward to speaking with you another time. Thank you so much. It was wonderful. All right. Take care.